uh, I introduce him in the bit that's coming up. Uh, AB is not his real initial. You know, that's a code name I've given him. And I just chose the first two letters of the alphabet. You know, when I, when I uh, introduce my next mate, you know, maybe they're fake mates. Maybe I haven't got any mates. You know, if you listen to me talk, you wouldn't be surprised. But um, AB... He's my first mate. Actually, I've only known him for about two years, but he's a good bloke, a really good bloke, and he's he's um he's got all the right ideas. Don't worry about that. Everything I talk about coming up is hypothetical, or philosophical, or hmm, metaphysical. <laughs> um, but my, you know, if I introduce another mate, I'll, I'll call him C D, uh, and go through the alphabet. I'm sure I haven't got more than thirteen mates, so I've started off with A B, um, and and that can be our code system. Time to make something of it all. And I think I won't make only one thing of it all. I might make a few things of it all. But the first one that jumps into my head is to pick up on the comment I made in which I asked if I was to decide whether I liked the Republicans in America better than the Democrats or vice versa, I made a, a fairly flippant comment that that would be like choosing between leprosy and smallpox. Okay. And, you know, and, and, and uh, the inference being that we've got a system that's so much better in Australia. Now, I'm imagining being an indigenous person for a minute in Australia and uh, listening to that and what am I thinking? I'm thinking, well, you are saying that about the Republicans and the Democrats. I could equally say that between you European Australians and European Americans. You know, here's you saying that European Australians, because that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about all Australians. I'm just talking about European Australians here. Uh, I'm just assuming you can pick up when I'm talking about European Australia and when I'm talking about Indigenous Australia and when I'm talking about multicultural Australia and when I'm talking about geographical Australia and geological Australia and every other Australia you can... Uh, you can poke a stick at or think of, all right? It's contextual. You should be able to figure it out, you know. But, you know, I'm talking about European Australia here. Right. So, if I was an Indigenous person, yeah, I would listen to me say the Republic, you know, the American system is, I would hate to be, to have that. Um, the Australian system is so much better. Now, if I was an Indigenous person from Indigenous Australia, you know, different type of Australia, um, I might say, well, you know what? I think the same about you. Um, choosing whether Australian, Euro European Australia is better than European America is like choosing between leprosy and smallpox.
That's a valid point. You know, I think that's a valid point. And um, it's one that I'm struggling to uh, bat away at the moment in my head. I think I might have just defeated myself. And if I have, great. Um, and actually, um, that line of thinking I got from hearing of a person I will call A.B. That's a code name, A.B. You know, maybe it's Alan Border. But it wasn't Alan Border. It was someone else. Um, and, um, and that A.B., he happens to be, and it doesn't really matter who he is, but he happens to be um, Tigrayan. Uh, Tigrayan is a, a tribe in northern Africa, you know, or a group of people, a mob, as we call groups of people in Australia, you know. We Europeans are a mob, you know. Uh, within those Europeans, we have an Irish mob, <laughs> you know, and things like that, you know. Queenslanders can be a bit of a mob all by themselves sometimes, you know. And Indigenous people tend to call each other mobs too. All right, so he's from a mob, A.B., called Tigray in Ethiopia. Now, there's another mob called Amhara, you know, the, An the Amharans. And that's a mob, let's call, let's say that they're in the middle of Ethiopia, sort of, you know. So, you know, to keep it simple, let's say we've got a Tigrayan mob to the north. And this is all going to become relevant in a second, or at least I'm going to try and make it irrelevant. Um, and you have an Amharan mob in the middle, and you have an Oromo mob to the south. All right, let's imagine those three mobs. You know, because AB comes from the first mob, the top mob, the northern mob, the Tigrayans. Okay, so we've got three mobs, Tigrayans, Amharans, and Oromos. Oromos. All right, now let's try, and it probably won't be a good fit, let's try and make that analogous to European America. European Australia and Indigenous Australia. How does that sound? Okay. So I have, you know, I'm an I'm an a European Australia, and uh, I am saying that. Um, I'd rather have leprosy than become like European America. Yeah, I'm sort of saying something like that. Um, all right, Let, let's let's say polio. All right, because I com I compared the Republicans and the Democrats to smallpox and leprosy. Okay, let's just say um, that I would rather have polio than switch to a political system such as that which America has. I'd rather stick with what we've got in European Australia. So European America, hate it. European Australia, like it, you know. But then you've got Indigenous Australia who are looking at me comparing European America to European Australia and making judgment calls and I don't want to be like America and all this sort of stuff. And they're saying, you know what? You're missing the point altogether. You're missing the point altogether. 
um, it, um, it's like you're, 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 you are smallpox looking at leprosy um, and thinking that you're healthy and clean, you know, but you're not healthy and clean, you know, you're dirty, you got smallpox and here you are saying, oh, I'd hate to have leprosy. You know, it's a little bit like being tuppence hapenny looking down on tuppence, isn't it? You know, to someone who's got a shilling. <laughs> that probably doesn't work. All right. But you know, you know what that Indigenous guy is getting at. He's saying, you know, um, why don't you just forget about all that? And, um, and, 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 you know, that Indigenous Australian, who, you know, who might be friends with um, my Ethiopian friend, AB, um, he's not, you know, I don't know if there's any connection between AB and Indigenous people at all, would not have a clue, but um, I'm just imagining all this sort of stuff, you know, but let's say the Ethiopian guy and the Indigenous Australian guy are friends, you know, and I hear talk that Indigenous Australians and Africans uh, do seem to be getting along, they live close by to each other, I'm told, um, in, in, you know, in certain demographics. And, um, and if, you know, there are African Australians getting to know Indigenous Australians really well, well, you know, that's an indictment on me because I don't even know Indigenous Australians. I don't know any. And I've been here for 250 years. No, actually, my ancestors came in 1841. So, 1941, 2000, I've only been here for about 100 and what? 60 years, you know, 170 years, you know, something like that, you know. Um, but, you know, it's an indictment on me, isn't it? All right, let's move on. So we've got an Indigenous, two mates, you know, um, a Tigray guy and an Indigenous guy. And they're just sitting over there. And I'm, you know, we're all at a party. And uh, there's me banging on you know, saying that American politics is leprosy. And those two guys having a chat, they have a chat amongst themselves and say, listen to him, will you? Because the big issue is we're getting smashed. We're getting smashed, you know. And not only that, the African-Americans over in America are getting smashed by Europeans too. You know, we too, we just haven't, we're not getting a look in, you know. Um, the place is rigged. You know, Australia is rigged against us. The economy is rigged. The world economy is rigged. The, the racial conditions are rigged. Everything's rigged against us. And here's him wondering which European uh, politics is better, European America or European Australia. Really, there's a bigger problem here. You should just shut up. It's not relevant. <laughs> It's not relevant. I'll just interrupt myself there because that gives me a thought. Um, that, that, that reminds me of an arguing technique that you hear a lot, uh, that I hear a lot. Uh, it's, um, it's that one that goes like this. Um, if, you know, if debate A is more important than debate B, you shouldn't have debate B. You hear that in Parliament, you know. Um, you know, someone will be debating something and it will be, you know, something to do with 
um, how unfair things are on the farmers at the moment, you know, something like that, you know. And they'll be going on and on about, you know, um, this farmer is getting less water than that farmer or something like that from some irrigation channel or something. And then some parliamentarian will stand up and say, seriously, this is, forget that, you know. We've got problems of health and education. We've got, you know... We've got homeless people dying in the street and you're worried about two farmers, you know. You get that. You get that. And, um, and then the, fir- the, par- the first parliament here, and, you know, and everyone cheers, you know. Everyone cheers. Now, that might not be in parliament. It could be on, you know, Q&A, which is a, an ABC program we've got, you know. There might be someone debating that poor farmer, you know, um, how he's not getting his fair share of water, you know, compared to the other farmer, you know. Um, and and then um, someone stands up and says uh, in, on on TV, you know, on a um, Q and A. Uh, seriously, you're worried about this when you know people haven't got uh, LGBT rights and all this sort of LGBTQI rights, and uh, and there's women being bashed by men, and you're worried about farmers. Honestly, get your priorities right, you know, and. Um, you know, because they're all saying B is more important than A. And they're right, you know, they're right. Um, but does that mean you never debate A? So I don't think it makes sense. It sounds right, and everybody cheers and goes, woo, woo, you know, whoop, whoop, you know, whatever people, they go whoop, whoop, and they go woo, ooh, you know. <laughs> um, I don't know what they do, but... Look, if there's if there's the right, you know, on Q and A, for example, if the right cause is championed, the whole audience cheers, you know, that sort of thing, you know, and um, and the the person who's not on the right side of that cheering is standing up, sitting up on the panel, you know, having been interrupted, and now looks like a bad person, no matter you know if they try and keep you know, oh. Look, I'd really, I'd, I'd, nevertheless, I'd still like to talk about the farmer thing because, yes, all those sorts of things, things are important, but this farmer, that's what I was talking about now. And I know those other things are important, but like, I'll, we'll get to them and we'll spend more time on them than this, but I want to get this one debated, you know. And the person say, were you not listening? You know, <laughs> there are people dying in the streets, you know, homeless people dying in the streets, and here are you talking about this, you know. But... Um, I think it's a fallacious or a wrong way to argue to say, you know, and in my case, if I'm talking about the relative merits of Australian and US politics and whether that means it's a good or bad idea for Australia to become a republic, for example, um, you know, it really, you know, you, you, I think, I think, and I could be wrong, you can put aside the fact that... Um, you know, that uh, minority groups are getting smashed in either system either way. Wow. Lucky I didn't say that on Facebook. And yet, that's what I do think. You know, you can argue one thing and say, right, now that we've got that argued out, now what do we do about the other thing, you know? Gee, I'm glad I'm not on Facebook because Facebook uses all those tricks that I just mentioned. Let's get back to what I was talking about. I just thought if I kept waffling on 
on that point, uh, I'd probably end up with the thought that sometimes when people say um, that, uh, you know, B is more important than A, so uh, A is an invalid thing to talk about, what they might be saying, you know, that might be a kind of sophistry, you know, um, what they might be saying is that, right, B is more important than A, they say, it's a higher priority, so let's discuss B and stop discussing A, you know, because uh, you've got your priorities out of order. And what they might actually be saying, they might be using the language of logic there, but what they, uh, but what they might be actually saying is, stop talking about what you want to talk about, let's talk about what I want to talk about. There might be an element of that sometimes, yeah, but then sometimes the, you know, B is so much more important than A that I can imagine, you know, because nothing's black and white, even though this episode is going to be all about black and white. <laughs> um, nothing's black and white, you know, because sometimes B is so important that, yes, you should put A aside. You know, sometimes that's the case, you know, um, as in, um, as in, you know, you're in an aeroplane and it's hurtling towards the ocean, crashing, you know, that's, you know, and you might, you might be discussing whether to put the oxygen masks on would be the best thing to discuss, but someone wants to discuss um, the meaning of life, you know. Oh, actually, which one would be more important there? All right. See, I don't know which one's imp more important just there. Depends how, whether, whether the plane's going in like a dart or not, perhaps. <laughs> if it's going in like a dart... Um, discuss the meaning of life, but if 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 you seem to be gliding towards the water, get the oxygen masks on. Yeah. That example I just did there has nothing to do with what I was saying, but you know what I was saying. All right, on with the show. Um, there's a bigger problem here that swamps that problem. Um. And it's the issue of uh, American Indians are smashed. African Indians are smashed. Uh, sorry, African Americans are smashed. Right. American Indians are smashed. Indigenous Americans are smashed. African Americans are smashed. African Australians are smashed. And indige Indigenous Australians are smashed. So there's your demographic, you know. Um, and, you know... We're not going to apologise. It's a long colour. It's a long skin colour lines, you know, or is that a coincidence, you you Europeans? Is that a coincidence? You know, are we just not working hard enough, or is the joint rigged? You know, is the joint rigged? You know, they might be saying something like that, and and they say, all right, here's all our mobs, um, you know, and we've ostensibly got nothing to do with each other, you know, because Ethiopian Australians have got no connection to African Americans in the main. Completely different here, uh, completely different um, history. Ethiopians were never colonised, you know. Uh, I don't count the Mussolini thing. You'd have to listen to my um, podcast on Ethiopia, which, and I've got one of those, um, you know, but Ethiopia was never colonised, and if anything, um, there, you know, my friend A.B. was a slave master in history, not a slave. 
you know, because um, the Tigrayans, as far as I know, you know, and perhaps the Amharans as well, made slaves of the Oromos, you know. And there was a slave trade in the whole area, and I'm pretty sure Ethiopia were never the slaves, if you know what I mean. And what I mean by that is they were the slave drivers and the slave masters, you know, and the slave traders, as far as I can tell. Just for the sake of argument, let's say that's the case. Because if it isn't, there'd be a, an analogous case somewhere over in Africa, you know. But let's just say that's the case. And don't, you know, get all hung up about whether I've got the tribes wrong, you know. I'm making a, a broader point. It's not personal. Okay. So, um, yeah, the Ethiopian Australians, really, I can't see, you know, they don't have anything, any connection to african-americans i can't see much of a connection however there is that link that i just mentioned before they're both smashed by a rigged system you know rigged economically rigged socially uh rigged politically and rigged um racially you know rigged culturally too you know rigged all, all the way down the line all right now let's think this through uh, so there's a connection there between Ethiopian Australians and African Americans, even though it's not, you know, on the surface there's no connection because African Americans, you know, do have a history of slavery, where Ethiopians, Austra Ethiopian Australians do not have a history of slavery with us, whether that be Australians or Europeans in general, all right? They don't. They don't have a history of colonisation either, you know? All right. And then you've got the indi Indigenous Australians and the Indigenous Americans. Well, actually, I think they've got a stronger connection, a stronger link. Um, and I just won't even explain that one. I think, you know, you either agree, agree with that or you don't. You know, but I see a lot of similarities. All right. But then the Indigenous mobs, that's the Indigenous, indigenous Americans and Indigenous um, Australians, as a group, you know, I see them as a bit of a group, they have not much much connection on the surface to the African Americans and the Af and the Australian Africans, African Australians. You know, for example, African Australians and African Americans very strong on civil rights. They want civil rights, you know, um, and political rights. You know, they want the right to vote and they want the right to stand for Parliament or Congress or whatever over there, Parliament here. And that sort of thing. Whereas if I was an Indigenous American or an Indigenous Australian, I wouldn't want the vote. Now, you know, this is just how I would feel. Pragmatically, I'd probably go for civil rights. But in my heart, I would not want civil rights. You know, in Australia, I would not want the vote. I would not want to stand for Parliament. I would not even want to be part of Club Australia as they call it. And in America, if I was an American Indian, in my heart, I would not want civil rights. You know, Martin Luther King might make grand statements and speeches about civil rights, you know, Malcolm X and all that. Civil rights, you know, as if that's just something that everyone must want. They might say that, but as an Indigenous American, I'd say, yes, but I don't want that. I don't want the right to vote. It's not a right. It's a trap. You know, I might say that. It's a trap. If you give me the vote as an Indigenous American, as a, a Native American, as a First Nations American, it's a trick. You know, it's a trap uh, because you're inviting me into European American civil society. That's what civil rights is, an invitation to join 
European-American civil society. That's what the vote is. And standing for parliament, you know, in American politics, well, that's another trap, you know. Um, you know fundamentally, I mean, you know, um, in my heart, I would think that. Pragmatically, I'd probably join in, you know, because, well, what are you going to do, you know? European-America is just so dominant, you know. There's a practical angle to all of this. But let's just stick with the fundamentals, you know. Now, in Australia, same deal, you know. African-Australians, you know, probably automatically think we want civil rights and, you know, equal rights under the law and all that sort of stuff. Whereas Indigenous Australians, you know, and they might be looking at Indigenous Australians, and AB pointed this out, you know, that only just recently did we have an Indigenous guy after, you know, um, you know 200, oh, well, Australia's been going for 119 years, you know. After 119 years, we finally had, um, we've just recently got an Indigenous guy in Parliament, and he was saying, look at that, AB was, that's ridiculous. But as an Indigenous guy, if I was an Indigenous guy, I was saying, you know what, I would like, in my heart, I would like, I would have liked for it to be case the case that there was never going to be an Indigenous guy in Parliament in European Australia, you know, in civil Australia. I would like, I would have preferred that Indigenous Australia stayed separate to European Australia, never get the vote, never you know, have civil, have civil, you know, never come under Australian law, never have equality under the law, in the sense that never even come under European Australian law. I'd rather have my own laws, you know, um, I'd rather have an Indigenous society in which, you know, we decide how we're going to, you know, have our leaders. We might not even have a democracy, we don't. We might not want a democracy. We've got our own ways of doing these things, you know. So we don't even want the vote at all for us or in your club. We don't want it in our club, and we don't want it in your club. You know, I might be thinking along those lines. But the point is, for all their differences and all their similarities, these four groups. And I've just picked these four groups. There are other groups I could have picked. You know, lots of other groups. Too you know, Asians, Indians, whatever you want to call it. Latinos over in America, we don't really have many Latinos in Australia, I don't think. Um, Hispanics in America, I don't think we have many of those in Australia, I don't think, you know. I don't get around much, you know. I live in a bubble, as I've said. But anyway, you've got these four groups, and there are some major differences between them, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, GD and I... Now, I'm going to start using code words. See, I've got AB, who's my Ethiopian friends. GD, you know, is is my, um, my uh, what shall I call her? We'll call her my um, chat partner, you know. My chat partner, GD, um, she's, she thinks it's a bit dangerous and poisonous for... Um, you know, and they might approach, she might, I, I don't know if she thinks black and white like this, you know, I really don't. But, you know, she's mentioned, you know, she's thrown up the question, not given the answer, thrown up the question, is it a good idea for Ethiopian Australians to identify with African Americans? You know, and um, she's just throwing up the question. I'm not speaking for her, never would. But, um, you know, and there's some big differences there. You know, it's probably dangerous 
poor Ethiopian, you know, especially Tigrayan Ethiopian Australians to think that they are just like African Americans, you know. For one, they've never had a history of slavery, as far as I can detect, and never had a history of colonisation. But back to the main point, you've got these four groups, all of whom have not much in common, except perhaps the Indigenous Americans, the Indigenous Australians. I think they've got something in common. But, you know, the African Americans have got not much in common with the other three groups. And the African Australians have got not much in common with the other three groups either. And by African Australians, in the current discussion, I'm thinking Tigrayan, Ethiopian. Okay? Because I'm, I'm making this very specific for a reason. Okay, so you've got four mobs there. Not much in common. Um, however, they are all bonded in one. They're all, um, they all have one thing in common. And I think that thing is important. They're... They are all smashed, one way or another. The their um, the politics they have to interact with, being European America and European Australia, is has got it all rigged, and it's not rigged in their favour. It's rigged in the favour of Europeans. All right, so there you go. And I took a long time to say that, but I like taking a long time to say things. So I'm going to. I'm going to continue to, you know, <laughs> even though you've probably left this podcast long ago. But, you know, I'm not really here for you. I'm here for, to just think it through for myself. Right. Now, so four mobs um, all have something in common. Okay. The world is rigged against them. It really is. The whole world is rigged against them. And here they are looking at me, um, being semi-passionate about preferring the European-Australian system to the American European-American system. And they're thinking, we just don't want to hear you even talking because there's a bigger problem here, you know. You know, you're talking, you know, as someone who has got rabies, um you know, that's European Australia. You're a rabid European Australian saying how much you'd hate to have polio, which is European America, okay? Well, we're sitting all over here saying, you know, what a waste of, what a waste of oxygen even discussing it because there's a bigger problem here. All of us, all right? That's what you should be thinking about. That's what you should be thinking about, you know? And you know what? I think they've got a point. Now, here's the problem. Even though they've got a point, and even though I should be, you know, becoming an activist and taking up their cause and all that sort of stuff, I'm, realistically, I don't think I'm going to, which makes me a bad person. Um, but I'll think through that another day, you know. Maybe I'll do this podcast for five years and at the end of it become a, a, a you know, a wild activist for Indigenous rights and all that sort of stuff. But at the moment, I don't appear to be moving. I'm pretty busy. I've got work to do. I've got kids to raise. I've got a mortgage and I've got all that sort of stuff, you know. I've got all those problems. You've got no problems, you know. And of course I've got no problems, you know, because the world is rigged in my favour. But it's all relative. And I'm not going to change course right now because I, I actually do have to get my kids through school. You know, um, uh, and all that sort of stuff. You know, 
and um, and pay the mortgage and all that sort of thing, you know. Um, and theoretically, I should just sell the lot and be an activist, you know. But I'm not going to. And would you, you know, if the if our roles were revol- reversed, you know, if you're AV, I'll speak to you. Would you do anything different if you were me? And all our roles were reversed and you had three kids and all that sort of stuff, you know. Yes, I'm evil, but then again, I don't want to be a hypocrite. So I'll say, yes, I'm evil, but I'm probably not going to change in the near future. You know, maybe when the kids are all grown up and I've got some time to spare, maybe then I'll become an activist. I don't know. I can't predict the future. Right, now let's just think about AB for a minute. All right, he's Tigrayan. And... I now, if he's Tigrayan, it's quite likely that he has some difference of opinion with Amharans in Ethiopia. So let's just let's just get the old hypocrite indicator, uh, hypocrite hypocritometer, <laughs> hypocritometer, <laughs> hypocritometer out, and just just have a little cross check here to see if there's nothing similar going on over there in Ethiopia, right. Now, there's a history of slavery in, e- slavery in Ethiopia too. I know this much. And I'm pretty sure, if I get the details wrong, all right, just just alter the story to what is right, you know. But I, f- I believe that the northern Ethiopians, pretty much the Amharans and the Tigrayans, those two mobs, used to play slave master to the Oromo people down south. And if not all the Oromos, then some of them you know, maybe in the deep south of Ethiopia. All right, now let's just consider this for a minute. Um, So just remember, you've got these four mobs attacking me for rating Australia, you know, feeling, you know, arguing passionately for the Australian political system and the Australian culture, and I mean European Australian. Just remember, we've got these four mobs... um, the two indigenous mobs in America and Australia and the two African mobs in America and Australia, listening to me, you know, say how much I think American, European America is terrible compared to European Australia and they're saying, you're missing the point, sporty. You know? All right, now let's flip across to Ethiopia and let's think, is AB that different to me? You know, I'm not saying I'm a good person. I'm saying I'm probably evil. Now I just want to check if AB might potentially be evil too. Let's have a look at this. And I might be wrong, but we're going to give it a try. And if I am wrong, just say, you're wrong, you know. Okay. AB, he's Tigrayan. And that's the mob right up in the north of Ethiopia. And then you have Amharans, right? Now, and then you have Oromos down south, who used to be their sla- who used to, as far as I know, be the slaves, in general, of the Tigrayans and the Amharans. Now, imagine does AB passionately uh, defend Tigrayan culture? You know, and politics, but Tigrayan culture. You know, because politics arises from culture. Tigrayan politics. Does AB feel strongly about maintaining Tigrayan culture um, and not wanting it to be subsumed into Amharan culture? You know, much like I don't want Australia to become like America, does 
AB not want Tigray to become like Amhara? Now, if he shows any passion for that topic, I am just imagining him at a party in Ethiopia and there's an Oromo guy there at the party listening to him talk about how he doesn't want Tigray to become more like Amhara. Much like I don't want Australia to become a lot like European Australia to become like European America. And the Oromo guy might be sitting over there at the party just listening and thinking, you're missing the point, A.B. We Oromos are you know, smashed. You used, we used to be your slaves. Both of you. You know, stop arguing which one of you is better than the other. You're both smallpox. You're both polio. You're both leprosy, you know. Um, and, uh, and, and here you are arguing that Tigrayans, you know, you're so passionate about Tigray. Uh, why don't you just think about us, the Oromos, and, um, and forget about arguing about which of you two sets of bastards are the better guys, you know, you're all horrible. You're all horrible. Now, am I right that an Oromo might think that? And to answer that, I think something like this is... Now, Google Olympics marathon runner Ethiopian protest. Just Google that and have a look at that, any articles against that. And um, now, this is, you know, I draw no conclusions from whatever I've said here. And if I've used wrong examples, I'm sure I could find right examples in Africa, for example. You know, if the Tigray, Amhara, Oromo example is not analogous to um, uh, European America, European Australia and you know, the smashed mobs that I mentioned before, if there's not an analogy going on there, then I'm sure I could dig and dig and dig and find an, an analogy somewhere in Africa where that's the case, okay? And and that's where, you know, and, uh, you know, AB, it m might not be that different to me. Okay. With, um, and this is not to say that his point is not valid his point is absolutely valid absolutely correct you know um the far bigger problem is and i'll call it the plight the plight of indigenous australians and african australians and indigenous americans and african americans the plight of all those guys facing a rigged world economy a rigged world political sort of geopolitical system, planetary political system, a rigged world social racial system, absolutely all rigged, AB, I completely agree. You know, you're absolutely right. All I'm asking is, are you really that different to me in real life over in Ethiopia? And I'm just asking the question. And question number two, if you were in my shoes, would you be any different to me? Are we all bad? Do we all look after ourselves first? You know, did I just get lucky and I'm just riding that luck? 
know, I know I shouldn't be. I should be, um, I should be more of an activist. The four mobs. Just had an extra thought about those. Uh, oh, firstly, uh, did you notice um, that you know, in my head, uh, First Nations of America, Native Americans, you know, in my head, I think my default terminology for those guys is Indigenous Americans. I think, I think that's what I hold in my head uh, these days. Um, right. Uh, you know, whether that's the right terminology or not is irrelevant um, to this podcast largely because I'm not here to impress anybody with my, uh, let's say, progressive credentials. You know, I couldn't care less whether you think I'm progressive or a damned fascist. You know, I don't really care. Uh, if I started caring about that, this would be a completely different podcast, you know. Other people care about that sort of stuff. Uh, but did you notice um, that just occasionally I referred to Indigenous Americans as American Indians? Well, that's... Even I didn't expect that I would say that, you know. Uh, I thought that, you know, um, I didn't even think. I didn't even have that term in my head anymore. But, you know, that would be from my younger, you know, my youth, you know, when in, um, cowboy movies, you know, when Indians were called, when American Indians, when Indigenous Americans were called American Indians, you know, look out the Indians, cowboys and Indians, you know. So, um, and in Australia, Indians 100% simply means Indians, you know, like, oh, thank you very much, you know. Oh, there's another bad thing I just did. I just took off somebody, you know, you can't do that either. Right, so I, I just thought that was interesting that that slipped through, you know. You, you think you've evolved um, in your language, and there I go, American Indians. All right, I'd better not uh, watch any more Clint Eastwood movies. All right, <clears throat> um, another thought, another thought. Yes, the four mobs, Indigenous Americans, Indigenous Australians, uh, African-Americans, African-Australians. They're my four mobs mm, uh, that I'm concentrating on, focusing on. Right. Now, um, I, I just remembered, um, this episode is trying to bring things back to skin colour. You know, that's our aim in this episode. Um, to get all that black and white stuff going, you know what I mean? Not because I personally, in my real life, want to do that. In fact, I don't think I do that, you know. But because, out of respect for two people, AB, who's an African-Australian, and uh, Ethiopian-Australian, you know. Africa isn't a country, you know. <laughs> but anyway, African-Australian, all right, all right. Um, and um, out of respect for AB, and out of respect for Captain W.E. Johns, the writer of Biggles' books, um... I'm trying to step outside my context, my own context in this episode, and, you know, start thinking of myself as a white bloke, you know, and start thinking of AB as a black bloke, you know, because AB wants it to be that way, and so does Captain W.E. Johns, you know, and so does Naz, you know. Naz identifies himself as black, you know, black and proud, you know. 
Whereas in my real life, oh God, you know, I can't, you know, oh, do you have to? <laughs> um, all right, but I'm not being me. This is not about me. This is about Captain W.E. Johns, and it's about AB this episode. So we'd better identify those four mobs racially, you know, because I've been um, busy, you know, which is my default position, uh, identifying them um, historically and socially. Yeah, I think I have been, um, but I have to pull it back to black and white. So in order to do that, I've got to, um, I've got to discriminate on race, you know, and I've really got to work hard to, you know, get my, um, my language discriminatory. So here we go, discrimination time. Right, so let's identify those four mobs racially. Um, okay, and the Europeans too. Let's do them at the same time. Okay, uh, well, you know, I'm a European. Okay, <clears throat> so now I actually don't know what the races are very in, in any perfect way. Uh, but but um, now, Africans. Now, just roughly, I, in my head, you know, I, I'm thinking three broad categories. Um, I'm thinking, or maybe I'm thinking four. No, I'll think three. Firstly, geographical Africa, which is, I think, what people think of when they think of Africa. Um, I'm saying everything on that continent, but excluding the Middle East proper. You know, the Middle East proper. You know, excluding um, Israel and, you know, Saudi and all, that, all the Semite lands, you know. Okay, so starting at Egypt... I'm working down to Ethiopia, you know, in the Horn of Africa, and Somalia, and um, Sudan. Right, and then down the Nile further um, to Uganda and Kenya and all that. And then across to West Africa, and then down to South Africa. Okay, so that's Africa, the continent, all right? So they're Africans, you know. But in that group, and across to Morocco as well, you know. Um, I'll just leave Morocco and all that out of it, you know. <laughs> Ah, no, I shouldn't. All right. Now, um, Moors. I always, always think Moors, you know, up there. Okay, all right. Well, I'm thinking four different sort of big, big categories, you know. And the, the, look, Africa can be split up many different ways. Nationally, racially. I'm trying to do something that's roughly racial here. Okay. Now, I think there are the Egyptians. And in my head, whether I'm right or wrong, I've got them as a unique set of people um, in their own category. You know, that, that, you know, just looking at history, all right? And then I've got what um, GD, my, my, my chat partner GD, calls the Habisha people. You know, this is the next category, okay? And that's all the mixed tribes. That's what Habisha means. And Abyssinia is um, a word that derives from Habisha, apparently. Um, you know, it's the Islamic word for, um, or the Arabic word or whatever, for, for Habisha. Now, Habisha means mixed tribes. And that means, you know, they're a mixture of Semitic and um, African, you know, like Africa proper, you know. When I think Africa, I think Homo sapiens. 
homo homo sapiens, you know what I mean? Hope, no, homo sapiens sapiens, you know? Um, whereas everybody else in the world, Europeans, for example, are a bit Neanderthal. You know, this is my way of sort of just categorising things in my head. And indigenous Australians have... Uh, Denisovan or Denisovian... I, you know, I never look things up. I just go, what's ever in my head? And I don't know if it's Denisovan or Denisovian. Um, but a mixture of Homo sapiens, sapiens and Denisovians is the indigenous Australians. A mixture of, um, you know, this is rough, 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 you know. A mixture of Homo sapiens, sapiens and Neanderthal. That's us Europeans, you know. Um, I think, you know, Northern Asians a bit Denisovian. I think the Denisovian species was up in sort of northern China sort of thing, is it? It doesn't matter, you know, wherever it is, you look it up, right? And I think of Africans as pure homo sapiens sapiens, so to speak, okay? Um, but anyway, back to Africa. Um, all right, just Africa. So um, we've got... Uh, and this, oh, Semitic people are pretty much, you know, uh, they're mixed in with Europe and all that sort of stuff as far as ancient DNA goes, I think, you know, or mixed in with the, um, the peoples, you know, over towards Iran and all that sort of stuff and the Aryans, you know, and all that sort of stuff. Iran, Iran, Aryan, Iran, Aryan, Iran. Right, Iran, Iranian. Um, okay, um, so... Um, Africans. Racial. We're going racial here. Okay, now I think, yeah, in my head, you know, if I studied everything below uh, Af uh, Ethiopia and all that, you know, um, I would probably uh, split things into even more categories. But I'm just going to put that whole area below the Habisha people. Um, I'm going to put that, I'm going to call that Africa proper, you know, I just feel like saying that. Africa proper. Okay, so in my head I've got Egypt as one category and I'll call them racially Egyptian. That's just easy for me. Okay, I'm not even quite sure, you know. Uh, so racially Egyptian, I'll just call those guys. And then we have this whole band of countries because, you know, uh, the borders that the Europeans created in Africa are irrelevant to this discussion. There's a whole, you know, in the scramble for Africa, you know. Um, right, colonisation. We just drew board, nice long straight borders, you know, completely through the middle of tribes and everything. Yeah, it was absolutely ridiculous, you know. Um, but doesn't matter. Uh, you know, this is just not talking about that. Right, racially, Egyptians uh, around about Egypt, you know. In, in ancient Egypt, there were Egyptians, you know. And the modern Egyptians, I'm sure, are a bit of a mixed bag with Semites and all that sort of stuff. Are they? Arabs and things, you know? But ancient Egypt, um, Egyptian, I'll call that. Racially Egyptian. Okay. Then you've got Habisha and Kush. How about that? Habisha and Kush people in ancient times. And that's all, everything from, you know, sort of North, Somaliland, they call it, you know, towards the north of Somalia. And the north of Ethiopia, modern Ethiopia, the north of modern Somalia, um, the north of modern Sudan, you know, which we now call Sudan. Um, well, no, we call it North Sudan, I think, and then there's the South Sudan, you know. So that band of countries from Sudan through to Ethiopia across to Somalia, um, the northern section 
of each of those countries in my head is a band of peoples that in my head I call Habishan, the mixed tribes, you know. And they're a bit of a mixture of African and, you know, Africa proper blood, blood that's from Africa proper, black people, um, let's say, uh, black Africans, and Semitic, you know, which are decidedly not black, you know, you know what Semitic people look like. Um, yeah, what were they, sort of brownish, olivish, you know. Um, the, the, the ancient Mesopotamians, you know, um, and all that, you know. The Jews as well, you know, which come from Mesopotamia anyway. So all those sorts of people. All right. So Egypt at the top, then come down to Habisha te territory. Habisha and Kush, you know. And I th um, um, all right. Now the Kush might have been less Semitic, I don't know. Right, so Habisha and Kush, I'll, I'll just say that, you know. And then, um, then, that's two groups so far. Then, below the Sahara, and also below Ethiopia, even though Ethiopia is technically called a sub-Saharan country, I can't see that because they don't seem to be under the Sahara. I looked at the map. I don't call them sub-Saharan. Right. I call them all over by the, you know, the Habisha people, I put them all in a category of their own. I don't call that Sub-Sahara. I call that Horn of Africa, and I think a lot of other people do. Okay, so we've got Horn of Africa, which is Habisha. How does that sound? Okay, Egypt is in Egypt, right? Egyptians in Egypt, Horn of Africa is Habisha. Um, everything south of the Sahara and south of the Habisha peoples, I'm just going to just call Africa proper now. Um, mainly because I don't know enough about it to categorise it any more in any more detail. Okay, Africa proper, so you know, properly black, you know, properly black, because I'm being racial now. They're the black people, <laughs> properly black. Um, and and then you've got, and that's right across to West Africa too, you know. Um, so that's Africa proper. And then you've got oh, and included in Africa proper are the southern parts of those three countries I mentioned, Sudan, you know, and the southern part of that is now a separate country, South Sudan, and then Southern Ethiopia, which, you know, wasn't part of Ethiopia not too long ago. Uh, Menelik II brought it in, um, but, you know, that was separate, you know, that was the area that the Northern Ethiopians, I think, used to make slaves of, you know. Um, the Habisha people used to turn the, um, turn the Africa proper people down south, the Oromos and all that, into slaves, you know, some of them, I'm sure, you know, this all mixes up a little bit, you know, because Oromo people are now in the north of Ethiopia as well, you know, people move around, that's, um, okay, um, so Africa proper, and then, um, above the Sahara, but to the west of Egypt, um, in my head, I've got them, I'll just call them North Africans and Moors, you know, back to ancient times, back in ancient times. North Africans and Moors, you know, and I know they had significant influxes of different peoples, you know. Um, you know, this is what I'm talking about, Carthaginians all the way across to the, um, to Morocco, you know. And, you know, the Carthaginians, for example, were a Semitic mob in the end um, that became the dominant mob there. Semitic people seem to dominate wherever they go. I feel I've noticed, um, and sort of push. Now I think there might have been Black Africans in 
um, the sort of Carthaginian area back in the ancient Roman times, but I'm pretty sure the dominant race was the Semites. Everywhere the Semites go, I think they're dominant, you know. Um, the Semites went to Ethiopia fairly clearly and definitely um, seemed to be dominant there. You know, Semitic culture seems to be the dominant. People who are a bit Semitic um, tend to be more dominant th than the people are, who are Africa proper in that country. Um, the Carthaginians, you know, the, um, the Semitic peoples that went there, the Phoenicians, they're Semitic, aren't they? Um, they were definitely um, more dominant, I think. Um, definitely, definitely, I think. You know, like saying a, having a qualification in the one sentence like that. And, um, and you know, and that was uh, Dido, <laughs> you know, who married Aenid, Aeneas, Aeneas. Aeneas, Aeneas, whatever his name is, you know, uh, from the Trojan War and all that sort of stuff, you know. And then he dumped her, <laughs> went off to Rome. All right, and created Rome. <laughs> um, okay, now, um, so they're the four groups. Okay, so I'll just say Northwest Africa, I'm calling them sort of Moors and such like. How's that sound? Right. Um, then Egypt in the northeast, Egyptians, and then come down below the Sahara, and then you've got Habisha people in the Horn of Africa, you know, that little jutty up, jutty bit, that bit that juts out over in the east, and then in the northeast of Africa, and then everything underneath all of that. Africa proper, and that's the racial mix as far as I can see. Okay, um, so I, I just felt like doing a racial little, a little racial profile there. Um, okay, so that's them. Now, as far as African Americans go, whether I'm right or wrong, I see them as having been Africa proper, coming from Africa proper. But when I listen to, you know, and not the other three mobs, not so much the Habisha, not so much the uh, Egyptians, well, definitely not the Egyptians, um, and not so much the Moors, but they, you know, the, all the peoples from Northern Sahara, but there could have been some of them too. Uh, but I, I, in my head, I've got them as not Egyptians and not Habisha, you know, um, not, not Abyssinians, Habisha and Abyssinia, same word, you know. Um, so that's, that's how I've got it in my head. Um, and so Africans who are in America, African-Americans, okay, time to discuss them. So I've discussed Africans, right, back in Africa, but that's not what I'm talking about with these four mobs, right? Now let's talk about the four mobs, you know, that was just a little wrong history lesson on Africa, okay? Now, let's get on to our four mobs that are in scope for our discussion. African-Americans. Now, in my head, I see them as being largely Africa proper. You know, what we call black Africans. Um, nothing to do with Egyptians, for example. Not much to do with Habisha. You know, except that there's, the Habisha happened to be a mixed blood. Uh, mixed, mixed, you know, like Africa proper. You know, ancient, ancient times, mixed Africa proper and Semitic. So, I'm seeing African Americans as largely black Africans from mainly the west coast of, uh, you know, the west coast of um, Africa. Um, 
you know, that whole western section um, uh, that looks like a big bum to me, you know, a big bum of Africa. Um, okay, uh, that's what it looks like to me. Um, but, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. How are you going to? You can't get in contact with me. All right. Now, African-Americans from Africa proper, roughly. Now, there's always exceptions to the rule. So, you know, if I was on Facebook, someone would say, I found one slave um, that was brought over from Africa who was definitely Ethiopia. There, So that shoots down your whole argument, you know. But that's the way Facebook works. If, if Facebook can find an image that counters your generalization, the Facebook says that that smashes your generalization. But it doesn't, of course, because a generalization always allows for exceptions, okay? But you can't win that one on Facebook because people, you know, it's on how many likes that that, 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 um, that smackdown garners. You know, that, that is the, the democracy on who's right, you know. Okay, so, um, so African Americans I see as being largely um, slaves from Africa proper, okay. Um, in ancient, in, no, sorry, in olden days, you know, back when Europeans were doing the slave trade. All right. But then there must be a whole section of African Americans now who had nothing to do with the slaves of old, you know, in much more modern times, who are straight immigrants from Africa, you know. Um, and they'd be from all the sections, the four sections that I mentioned Northwest Africa, uh, Northeast Africa. Yeah, so there'd be Egyptians in America who've got nothing to do with the history of slavery in America. There would be um, Habesha people from the Horn of Africa in America now who have not much to do with the slave trade, except that they might have been uh, managing the slave trade. <laughs> yeah, maybe they were collecting slaves, and, you know, and selling them up up the Nile. You know, and those guys ended up in America sometimes. You know, or selling them the other way. All right, um, so in America, you would have two section, two types of uh, Africans, I think. You'd have the ones that were, that sort of have a history of slavery, and you would have the more modern immigrants who come from Africa. Now, the ones, the African Americans who have a history of slavery, I would say that they largely had their, um, their tribal history erased, you know, I think. Um, so um, their identity along tribal or group lines would have been erased at a guess, largely. So all they know is that they're black, you know, that they're African, they're black Africans, you know, and I think they asso associate the word black with Africa, you know. So when you hear Naz songs, for example, and he's the only rapper I've really sort of heard, um, I haven't even heard of Kanye West's songs, really. I tried to listen to one of Kanye West's songs called I Am A God, but I couldn't make it out um, as far as what the words were, uh, so I dumped it. And I haven't listened to any other Kanye West songs except for that one he did with Paul McCartney. Um, yeah, I literally haven't listened, heard of one other Kanye song in my life. Right, now, Naz, I've listened to two of his songs, I think. Um, three, um, 
because my GD sent them to me and I had a listen. Again, oh no, I could kind of understand him, but I still looked up the lyrics so I could sort of figure out what he was saying. Um, and he was saying, um, you know, all people with African skin, and he really is talking about African skin, um, he's associating African skin with black. So he was saying, back in Africa, you know, we were the we were the happiness makers, you know, that's what Naz says. We were we were all getting along fine and we were all loving each other. Now that we've come into America, we're all fighting each other and, you know, let's unite and beat the white, you know, is roughly what Naz is saying. Now, I think he's doing that um, because he doesn't exactly know where he comes from in Africa. So his identity would all be, be important to him that... Um, that, you know, he comes from the whole of Africa now in his head because he doesn't know where in Africa he comes from. So, you know, perhaps it's an identity crisis to wonder where in Africa he comes from and his, his love now extends across the whole of Africa. Whereas if he knew his own ancestors, they probably hated other sections of Africa, you know. But that distinction is gone, perhaps, and he now... You know, where his ancestors would have said, you know, uh, we are from Nigeria and we, you know, we, he used to sing songs saying, we are from Nigeria and we hate the people from, you know, Kenya, you know, we hate them, you know, or Uganda. So, you know, in the ancient times, maybe they were saying, we are Nigerians and we hate the bastards from Kenya, okay? But now, I think um, Naz, the great, 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 great grandson, uh, because he doesn't know exactly where he comes from, he says, we are all from Africa and we were all love makers. We all used to make happiness. Um, you think I'm joking, but he does say that in his songs. And not only that, he pushes it even further and his identity extends, and I saw this in his songs, to geographical Africa. Now that's interesting because his identity now captures Egypt. You know, with which I think he would have had no historical historical connection. Yeah, I can't see how he could claim Egypt's glories to be part of his identity, and neither could I see Egypt claiming whoever his um, ancestors were as part of their glory. You know, um, nevertheless, we have to put that aside. Um, the slave trade did happen. Naz's identity was erased back in you know back in the slave trade. Um, the only thing he's got to identify with is the continent of Africa and loosely what you would call black skin. His identity is all wrapped up in his black skin, and um, and he and he very much identifies with anyone also not only black skin but anyone who comes from the continent of Africa. Now, importantly, I think that excludes Indigenous Australians, at least as you listen to his songs, okay? Indigenous Australians happen to be black too, um, but we'll get to that. You know, but they don't, I can't, I don't think they come from Africa. I, I've seen some DNA stuff about where they might have come, you know. It might have been some link to what, was it Madagascar? Uh, uh, not Madagascar, you know, some, one of those islands. What is that big island? Oh, I get confused. Um, you know, but not from Africa proper, I don't think the Indigenous Australians come from. I think the Indigenous Australians, well, definitely they were Southeast Asians, uh, because that's the only way into Australia, through 
Indonesia and Timor. So, uh, dominantly, my thoughts are that when the indigenous peoples first came to Australia, you know, um, they were they were exactly racially equal to whoever was in um, Southeast Asia at the time, which we would call Southeast Asians. You know, so at the time that Australians first came onto Australia. I think they were Southeast Asians, no doubt about it. There's been some speculation, blah, 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 you know, that, you know, where did the Southeast Asians come from then? Well, maybe from over, they had to sort of come through India, didn't they, sort of thing, and maybe down from Asia proper, but no, there's big mountains and everything in the way, that's not so easy. Um, so, you know, from India, and maybe they, they have some airy and, and all that sort of stuff, you know, and then you push back and back and back, and maybe they're more European than they are African, you know, sort of thing. Okay, um, and maybe they went black when they got to Australia, you know. So even their ancestors might be not be as black as they are now. Yeah, I don't know how long it takes to toast skin, you know. Uh, but they were here for sixty-five thousand years. That's a fair bit of toasting can happen there, I'm sure. Um, right now, um, so back to um, African Americans. I'm skipping about here, but you'll keep up. Okay, so African-Americans, Naz, look, I know where he's coming, I, I, yeah, I can, I'm not going to oppose him as he claims Egypt, you know, because in his songs, he says, we were great people, you know, look at all our greatness, the pharaohs, the Egyptians, and all that sort of stuff, you know. Now, as it turns out, you know, that other group I mentioned, the Kush, you know, the Habesha and Kush, not the Africa proper, but what I call Hab uh, Habesha and Kush, um, I think they swept up the Nile, or down the Nile. Now, it's very tricky with the Nile, um, because when you go north, you go down the Nile, okay? So, the upper Nile is to the south, and the lower Nile, where Egypt is, is to the north, you know? And that's a bit strange for Europeans, because the way we decided, we decided to make the North Pole we called that the North Pole. You know, we didn't call that the South Pole. We could have called the North Pole the South Pole if we felt like it. And turned the whole globe upside down, you know. Uh, but Europeans and all that sort of stuff, and the Babylonians and all that, they decided to say we're on top of the world, right? And that's why the North Pole... That, that's why every time you see a picture of the globe, um, it's that way up, you know. I reckon we, as Australians, should really push for the globe to be reversed and the entire universe you know s flip the whole bloody milky way um flip flip the solar system and you know, all for one purpose to get australia up the top on all the maps you know it's just as logical you know as you probably know right but you know we have to live with it you know they all call us down under they all call us down under well i reckon i'm up over I'm up over, and I'm wondering how come the English don't fall off the the balloon, you know, because they're all walking upside down there. Yeah, I know that I'm sitting on top of the world because I'm actually here in my car, and um, the sky is up. So if the sky is up as I look up, and the clouds up there, well, that means I'm up with respect to the Earth, which is sitting underneath me and my car. Okay. Let's drop all that. That started to get silly. Right. 
so the African Americans, um, yeah. So someone like Naz, I'll, I'll make him our our exemplary. Is that the word? You know, as in example. Anyway, our example of an African American because he sees himself as an African American. Normally, I'd use Little Richard, you know, because he's my yeah. Historically, he's the one I use <laughs> as. Classic African American, you know, who I used to, um, what shall we say, idolize because uh, he's a rock star and I was into rock and roll. Um, but I thought he was an atrocious person as well and an atrocious ego. When I say idolize, I'm, I mean fascinated and horrified, not idolize. He's the one I was fascinated by and horrified, uh, horrified by as a teenager and, um, and amazed at, you know, little Richard. You know, as was the Beatles, you know, and David Bowie and Bob Dylan and Lemmy Clibister, you know, from Metallica and ACDC, the boys from ACDC. You know, there's a whole subculture of us skinny white guys, uh, us skinny white teenagers who all went on to play rock and roll, as I did too, but only in pubs. Um, there's a whole subculture that you might not know about who all, the first thing, they, they weren't watching Elvis. We all were watching Little Richard and going, oh my goodness, this guy is an alien from outer space. He is amazing. You know, that was all of those guys I just mentioned who all went on to become famous rock stars themselves, more famous than Little Richard, you know. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, they all, um, yeah, they were all a bit like me, you know, before they got famous just grabbing Little Richard records. Okay, so, but we're talking about Naz as my sample African-American. Okay, so the African-Americans associate the word black with having come from the continent of Africa, whether you're black or not. So here's probably our first breakthrough on what the meaning of black is. And to an African-American, the meaning of black dominantly and primarily I think and spiritually means anyone who comes from the continent of um, of Africa and that includes even Egyptians and that is even if Egyptians um, reject that notion Egyptians might object to Naz bundling them you know, the pharaohs of old might reject Naz bundling them in with him. They might, you know, if I know anything about the ancient Egyptians, you know, if you brought a pharaoh back. Now, look, I've got to uh, digress there because uh, there was a, a period of time and maybe two periods of time when, and I almost mentioned this before, the Kush uh, and, you know, the Kush especially or whoever they were down, you know, up the Nile to, in the south, um, they pushed up and overthrew the Egyptians and sat on the throne as pharaohs for at least a whole dynasty. And the Egyptians became a um, second-class citizens under them. Now, that's a really important thing. So the black Africans, let's say, or brown, um, came up and subdued the Egyptians, you know, but, um, and sat on the throne. Now, Naz hangs a hook on that, the fact that the 
uh, black Africans or brown Africans, whatever you want to say, um, uh, were, and, and that ties him into Egypt, you know, and, and allows him to claim Egypt's glories, you know. But the Egyptians themselves would have, at the time, at a guess, felt that the Africans were usurpers on the throne, and they would have been grumbling, I think, um, because they were second-class citizens in their own land. You know, a little bit like Indigenous Australians grumble that Europeans are dominant in their land, in their land. So my guess is, it, far from Naz being able to claim Egypt as part of his past glories, um, the ancient Egyptians would have seen him as for, a foreign invader, so to speak, in Egypt, you know, and sitting on the throne for a whole dynasty and would have hated him. You know, and now um, there are some statues. There would have been in that period statues where the pharaoh would have had a non-Egyptian-looking face, but a more what you would call Negro-looking, you know, look on their faces. You know, and that, that's the wide, flat noses and all that sort of thing. You know what I mean? So to speak. Now that's not coming from me. That's coming from Africans. You know that um, point out those statues, you know, because they're claiming Egypt as part of their um, culture. But, you know, I think they just came in on someone else's culture and took on Egyptian ways whilst they were pharaohs, and then they eventually got kicked out, you know. I think that's more the case. Now, um, now whilst the Africa proper race was on the, on the throne in um, Egypt, um, the statues of the pharaohs, of course, would have taken on an African look. So, you know, you might have, what, 2% of all um, Egyptian art and statues and so on that have got African-looking um, features, all right, possibly. Now, um, now, there was an interesting meme or rhetorical question. You've got to watch rhetorical questions. And someone, and my GD put this to me, via a text message, she got it off social media, and someone had put up um, images of no less than six or seven or eight statues in Egypt that had their noses smashed off, you know? And the question was, why, are, why were all the noses smashed off this, these, um, these statues? And the clear inference was that Europeans had gone down into Africa, again, uh, down into Egypt, and smash the noses off because they didn't want, um, you know, and if you, um, and the Europeans couldn't stand the idea of Africans having been in charge, you know, having been Egypt. Couldn't stand the idea of Egypt having been African, you know, because that's the debate at the moment. Is Egypt part of Africa or not? You know, and here are these statues with the noses smashed off, you know, and, and I think Naz kind of, all these songs in, intimate the same thing, you know, um, that the Egyptians were African and now people are trying to deny it by erasing history by smashing African-looking noses off the, off the faces of ancient Egyptian statues, you know. But if I was to suspect anybody of having smashed those noses off the faces, I would suspect the Egyptians and even the ancient Egyptians. They might have been smashed off way back then. You know, after after the um, black Africans had been kicked out of Egypt, you know, so far from the Africans, um, you know, far from 
in modern racist terms, people trying to deny that Africans were Egyptian, were in charge of Egypt, which they were, but only for a short time, you see. So, you know, there's some sophistication going on. There's nuance going here. Um, <clears throat> I wouldn't be surprised if Egyptians in the next dynasty, or even more recently, but most likely many, many centuries and thousands of years ago, or even the Romans, you know, because they had Egypt for a long time. Even the Greeks, because they had Egypt too, you know. Um, um, but I would suspect, you know, the, first, the most likely culprits are the Egyptians. And the Egyptians making the statement that we are not African. Now, this is a bit of a crisis for Naz, if I'm right. Because Naz is saying, Egypt was part of Africa. He's singing that, or chanting it, in his rap songs in America. That ancient Egypt, Egyptians might be um, calling out from the underworld, saying, no, um, you are not. In fact, we even tried to smash the noses off those bloody statues that you guys made when, as fake pharaohs, you came in and turned us all into second-class citizens. We want to, to, we want to say that was the exception to Egypt, not the rule. You know, and the ancient Egyptians might be saying that from beyond the grave into the underworld, you know, um, across the sea of, what is that sea called? Starts with M, I think. Sea of Marmaris or something like that. Right. Yeah, and there's a canoe that takes you across to the underworld, you know. Okay, Hades or Orpheus or whoever that is down there. Right. You know, so, but... It doesn't matter what the facts are. It really doesn't matter what the facts are. The facts are, Naz is chanting songs you know, um, that say uh, that his people coincidentally happened to... Uh, were black, and that that, that, coinc that um, coincides with the geographical borders of Africa, you know, and that's what Naz is saying, I think. Um, and... From his perspective, we have to live with that. And um, AB, I think, and a lot of um, a lot of Africans, you know, you would think that Africans in Africa proper wouldn't buy that, you know, because they haven't had their identities erased. Ethiopians know they're Ethiopian. Habisha know they are Habisha, you know, Habisha in Australia, in or Habisha in, um, you know, they come across to Australia or to America now in the modern age, and. Um, um, and they come over and, you know, the, the, for example, the Tigray mob and the Oromo mob are opponents, you know. They do not associate with, they do not identify with each other. They are not friends. But imagine an Oromo guy and a Tigray guy both going over to um, America, emigrating to America in the modern age, and they haven't had their identities erased. And they meet Naz, so we've got three guys in a room, and Naz says, we are all one. We are all from Africa. We're all black. Now, he doesn't mean skin colour. You know, you've got to, we've got to try and get our heads out of the, out of the skin colour sort of area. It's where you come from. So you can be almost white and be black, you know what I mean? Um, 
and we all we've all seen you know like in Victoria we're really used to that because most indigenous people in Victoria are as you know a lot of them are whiter than me so you, it's not about skin color it's about where you come from so this is a hint where we might go with this whole black and white ex exercise it's not actually about your skin color you can be white and be blacker than someone who is black all right no it's about where you come from so we're starting to get some nuance going here so um we've got the tigray guy who's pretty light-skinned let's say you know because some of them are lighter than others you know but you know so sort of light brown um you get a tigray guy and then you can get an oromo guy who's quite dark fairly dark and then naz over there who's you know kind of brown um and they're all in a room and naz says it's important we unite we three and then the Tigray guy and the and the Oromo guy says, "No, I hate this other guy because he's not. He, I'm not. I, we are not the same identities. No, Naz, we are not the same identities. You know." And then Naz says, "No, you have not been listening to my rap songs. You know, listen to my rap songs and you'll know we are the same because the real enemy is the white guy. Okay." And um, and then you know the Tigray guy pipes up and says, "Yeah, we've never really had much trouble with the white guys. You know, in our history ever." never colonized you know we've never been their slaves um if anything we kind of you know when europeans come to australia uh sorry when europeans come to ethiopia uh, when white people as you call white people come to ethiopia um you know we kind of um we like them there you know what i mean and um my gd said that you know because she's white when she went to um ethiopia um all the cars would stop you know, she went with her partner, who's Ethiopian, um, and um, he would, uh, when they needed to cross the road and there was too much traffic, he'd just say, can you go first? You know, because he knew the cars would stop for her because she's white, you know, that sort of thing. And it's almost like, you know, it's like blondes in Asia, Hong Kong, so popular, you know. So sometimes difference can flip the other way and be a positive thing. And I think it's kind of a slightly positive thing in Ethiopia to be white, in the same way, is it? I don't know. I've never been to Ethiopia. Um, in the same way that it's kind of a, kind of a cool thing to be a blonde in Hong Kong. You know, <laughs> everyone stops and stares at you. You know, um, but in a good way, not a bad way. You know, that's that's kind of interesting. You know, nothing's black and white in this world. I like to keep everything messy. I like to keep history messy, and I like to keep social habits messy. All right. So where are we? Um, uh, where are, where am I? Um, so we've, we, I think we've got to the bottom of African African Americans are represented in the figure of Naz for me. A B is that Ethiopian guy in the room with Naz, right? I know he's Australian, um, African Australian. He's Ethiopian Australian. Naz, he's not even African Australian. He's Ethiopian Australian. There's more distinction in immigrants. In the, in the slaves of old, in America, everyone was African. But there's no such thing as Africa, per se, in an immigrant. When they come over to Australia, we ask, where are you from? They don't say Africa, they say Egypt. Oh, sorry, they say Ethiopia or something, or Kenya. You know, it's like Obama. You know, he, he has no history of um, being part of the... Af he's not African-American in the Naz sense. Um, he's just an immigrant from Kenya, you know, in a modern sense. So he wasn't the first um, Naz-style African-American um, 
uh, president. We still haven't had one of those. He's just, he's an immigrant, you know, completely different kettle of fish. You know, his father was from uh, pretty much British sort of style Kenya. You know, in their in their habits. You know, they love. You know, over in Kenya, they just they all love Everton and Manchester. You know, I've, I've, I actually had someone I was actually uh, pretty good friends with, um, but online at one stage for a long time, and she, you know. She and all her friends in Kenya just totally into the English Premier League, you know. Um, so there you go. All right. So Obama's from all of that, you know. So then you've so you've got that. So racially, um, I'll take that in a second. I'm I'm just parked. Um, so uh, racially, Africans Americans are black in their minds, and that's anything from the continent of. Africa geographically. Um, racially in Africa, I've identified. Oh, just a second. Yeah, I have to get into work. Um, I, I've driven to Box Hill and I've parked outside just to finish the episode. I'm such a bad person. Uh, but I've got to finish off. Look, if I had have kept going with that discussion, I would have ended up with this, all right? Um, you know, and this is where I could do two-minute episodes in forty instead of forty-minute episodes. I would have said to an African American with a slavery history, "Black means whether or not you come from the continent of Australia." You know, that's my take. To a modern immigrant African to Australia, the identity is where they come from in Africa. You know whether you're a Kenyan or an Ethiopian is that's what's the that's where the identity lies. There's no such thing as an Africa. There's no such thing as black. But you know, and 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 Obama is a you know ex ex potus. Obama is a classic case. You know he's a Kenyan, um, so he would identify as a Kenyan, not as a black. You know, and I don't think Obama did identify as a black. You know, as a black. Um, but. What happens then, I think, is there's enormous pressure because they're a hugely influential group, especially in celebrity circles, especially, and rappers and all that sort of stuff. The African... Um, the African-Americans with the slavery background are very powerful um, in getting their message across. And Naz, for example, as my sample example... Um, he would be saying to the immigrant Africans that we must unite, you know, because we all come from the continent of Africa. And he would be saying to people like my friend AB and to uh, that Oromo guy in the same room with Naz, um, he would be saying to the immigrants from Oromo land and from um, Tigray, put your differences aside start identifying as someone from the continent of Africa because if we don't unite we will never be able to uh, regain our past glories the past glories that um, the continent of, Af of Africa used to have especially in Egypt you know now that all sounds confused to me but I get where Naz is coming from his identity and the word indeed the word black applies to whether you come from the continent of Africa, whatever your colour is. That's what black means, all right? Now, um, but to, you know, the Kenyan guy or, you know, to Obama 
or to AB, you know, pretending he's a, an American immigrant, an, an, an immigrant from Ethiopia to America, you know, or the Oromo guy who has just emigrated from um, Ethiopia to America. Naz is getting into their ears and and. And they love, and they, they, everyone loves the rap, you know, especially Africans. They seem, even from Africa, they seem to love rap. Um, so they're listening to these songs, and I think their identity is switching. Okay? So I think people like Naz are very influential, and as such, African Americans, whether they have a slavery background or not, African Americans are starting to feel that your blackness, you know, your identity is your blackness, you know, because all the rap songs are full of that, you know, and Naz and all that are influential, you know. So, you, I think immigrant African Americans are starting to ditch their differences, possibly, if not this generation, then in the coming generations, they'll ditch their differences and um, side with the 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 cousins they lost many many centuries ago to slavery. Um, you know, the people from Africa proper. You know, I don't think they'll ever talk the Egyptians into it, to tell the truth. I don't think Naz and co. will ever talk the Egyptians into it, because that's just absurd, as far as I can tell, the idea that Egypt's glories can belong to people from Africa proper. I just can't see that. I really can't. Um, but you, I don't think you'll be able to tell African people from Africa proper that. Um, but the Egyptians themselves, the Egyptians, the Egyptians themselves will say, nah, 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 nah. But Naz and everything will just continue to sing, sing the rap songs without consulting the Egyptians anyway, I suspect. Right, so that's that. Um, so that's uh, African-Americans will all end up, I think, you know, except for the ones who don't. <laughs> um, that means black if you're African-American. Now, um, and then Naz and co, um, if they... Now... That's them, all right, in a nutshell. Um, now, that idea of black does extend to Indigenous Australians and all that sort of thing, but can we just park that and put that aside for a minute? Um, you know, because they really do go on skin colour lines. You know, it's all about skin colour. And there is a link there because, you know, but um, because of skin colour, you know, because they are all oppressed, you know, in history by colonisation. But put that all aside. Let's keep it a bit simple. Right, now... Indigenous Australians, I think they're Southeast Asians, you know, not Africans per se, um, coming, you know, probably down from India and all those sorts of areas, who knows, but that's roughly, you know, you look at their faces and they look like they come from that whole area eventually, you know, but 65,000 years and your face changes a little bit and you go blacker even perhaps, you know, there's a different type of black, you know, but I don't think Indigenous Australians see themselves as blacks per se. I think they're a bit like Africans from Africa proper. They identify very strongly, actually I know this, very strongly on which mob they come from. So, you know, I've got a godson who has been in um, Northern Territory with remote mobs for the last 10 years, and they're definitely not on the same page with Victorian Indigenous peoples, you know, Victorian Indigenous mobs. So we haven't got that same thing, you know. However, and then we have African immig immigrants from the continent of Africa who still identify from where they come from so you know you're Ethiopian or you're Tigrayan or you're you know I'm from Kenya I'm from this I'm from that but it's not really about 
I'm black African. You know, you don't get Australians saying that. However, in, even in Australia, all these mobs are getting hooked into rap. You know, Naz selling millions of records, so they're listening to all that African stuff. So are they becoming a little bit, you know, are they identifying as black in opposition to white, which is the Naz objective, you know? So are they feeling like African-American slaves, ex-slaves, you know? And I think there's a certain element of that, you know? So... So I can't see, you know, so Indigenous Australians, not black Africans, even historically, ancient times, DNA, I'm pretty sure they come from Southeast Asia and, and before that from wherever Southeast Asians come from. Obviously we all go back to Africa eventually, but I'm talking about, you know, at least in the last 100,000 years. Right. Um, Indigenous Australians, and you also have um, African-American immigrants who technically have no, you know, we don't have any history of slavery, African slavery in Australia per se, um, but they're all listening to rap songs. So Naz might be turning their heads, okay? Um, so that's that. And American Indians, um, they're, just, they're just Asians, aren't they? They're just straight Chinese and whatever, Mongolians, um, because they all just... They all went in the Ice Age across to America from North Korea, I think, you know. So they would be just straight Asians, as far as I, I am aware. Uh, so the people of the Americas are just straight Asians, so they've got no connection back to Africa. Or if they have, they've got a lot less connection back to Africa than I have, because Europe's a lot closer to Africa, okay? So that's the way I look at it. So what have we got? The four mobs. Indigenous Americans... Uh, Asians, let's say, or ex-Asians, you know, who've been in America for long enough to have their own sort of racial sort of culture. Um, and even the, the early Europeans who were so keen to look at everything on skin colour, um, because they're to blame for the skin colour differentiation too, um, you know, they called them the red man because they knew they weren't African. You just had to look at them and you could tell. And they kind of knew they weren't Asians anymore, so they just called them, you know, the redskins. <laughs> um, but, you know... I would call that, you know, sort of um, sunburnt Asians. You know, that's how I was, maybe we could call Indigenous Americans that. And they get a bit brown too, you know. Further down, they look a bit different, I think, down in South America. But they all came from Asia, surely. Okay, so Indigenous Americans, kind of ex-Asians. Um, Indigenous Australians, ex-Southeast Asians. So Indigenous Americans, ex-Northern Asians above the Himalayas, indigenous Australians, ex-Southeast Asians, Asians, you know, subcontinent, and then you've got the, the indigenous, and then you've got um, African-American blacks in America, and then you've got immigrant Africans in America, but they all are starting, and I think rap and all that sort of stuff has got a lot to do with it, it's still all starting to merge into one mob called black, black, you know, so that, you know, when a, a, a white policeman kills a black victim, you know, that's how it's reported in America. A white policeman today shot a black victim, you know. We don't do that in Australia. You know? And in America, they even have a census where you identify as African or something, you know, which makes no sense here in Australia, really. It depends whether you come from Kenya or whatever that matters here, because we're much more into the, the, the fine-tuning. Um, 
but um, they, in their censuses, they identify people racially. You get to identify racially. Whereas in Australia, we don't even know how many Africans we've got because we don't identify um, on race lines. You know, we don't do that. Um, so there you go. Well, that's pretty simple, isn't it? You know, so you can't, there's no census that tells you how many people are Africans in Australia. Whereas in America, we know it's about 12%, I think I looked it up one, once, about 12% of people are, Af are blacks, are Africans, you know. And what is it, 15% are, you know, Hispanic or Latino or something, you know, that sort of thing. And 70-something percent are white, I don't know. Whatever the whatever it all washes up out of. Right. Um, but in Australia, we don't know how many people are white because we don't have that census information. We don't ask that question. Um, we're, our, our aims are different in Australia. Right. So, have we got all that straight? Um... We have we don't have African Australian we don't we don't use the term African Australians in Australia. Yeah, you got African Americans. We don't really have that term African Australians. Well, I've never really heard it. Maybe maybe we do have that, but we we we, we identify um, the Sudanese. You know, we've got a problem with Sudanese. We hear that one a lot. Um, or um, Somalian. We don't. I never hear Ethiopian. You know, trouble. Um, I never hear Ethiopian trouble. I hear a lot about Sudan, Sudanese, you know, and I'm not making a value judgment here. I'm just telling you what I hear, you know, in the newspapers, which, and the newspapers try, are trying to sell newspapers anyway and make problems. Um, but I do hear Sudanese, um, a Sudanese Australian or a Sudanese gang or whatever. You hear that a lot, you know, because the papers are trying to talk it up. Um, Sudanese gang, but you don't ever hear Ethiopian gangs and all that sort of stuff. Um, but you definitely don't hear... I, don't, I never see the word African, really. Maybe I'll see the word of African appearance, maybe, but I think we've even stopped doing that. So we identify on where you come from in Africa, whereas in America, I think they identify um, whether you're black or not, you know, and, and, and we identify, you know, whether someone's from Kenya or something like that. But even in Australia, Africans, people from the African continent are starting to identify, I think, a lot more um, with American Africans, African-Americans, because of rap and all that. So rap is huge, you know. It's not huge for me. I don't know any rap songs hardly. Um, but it's getting huge. And then here's the interesting thing is when the indigenous Australians start identifying with African-Americans, that's when it gets interesting, um, because that makes not a lot of sense. Um, that's like um, American Indians. There I go again. Indigenous Americans um, identifying with African Americans. And um, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me either. Uh, except for the reasons discussed earlier that they're all smashed by Europeans. You know, that's the only thing. Uh, just give me a second. Um makes not a lot of sense to me that indigenous look probably they're not identifying um with african americans um you know we're all black and proud uh but then rap is a huge rap and celebrity culture you know african american celebrity culture um even i'm susceptible to that you know because i'm a rock and roll fan i you know crazy about all the um, african american rock and rollers 
you know, from Fats Domino to Little Richard and all that. So I don't like Chuck Berry the person, but I love Chuck Berry the songs, you know, and all that sort of stuff, you know. But there you go. Um, look, it ended up another ramble, but that's what this podcast is all about, rambling on and, you know, sometimes getting distracted and somehow end up making my point or something. All right. <sighs> on with whatever I was talking about. Uh, oh, where's the stop button? Hang on. Uh, da -da -da -da. I'm, oop, nearly ran over someone in the car park. Shouldn't do that. No, just kidding. It's, it's actually someone. I need her park. So I won't run over her because that'll delay the process. Um, so, yep, I've got a park. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.